Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! It's Filthy Shambles Season 3, Episode 7. Dan, welcome back, mate. It's been a few few eps, I think. Yeah, not, not you, I was thinking, I was thinking it's early. Glad, yeah, glad to be back. It feels like uh, literally ages when I think it's literally only been like, what, two, three weeks, something like that, which, which is like, which is mental time, just like flies by, everything feels miles away, whether it's the end of the year, the beginning of the year, just everything's just mental, man. But yeah, I'm well, good. Are you alright? Yeah, I'm 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 fine. I'm more than fine to be fair. Um I'm hyped. But we'll talk about the hype in a moment. Um I, I know what you mean though. Like time it, it's it's strange because it feels like it was last week that we were saying the Premier League season is five weeks away. And it's like it's literally this this weekend. It's Sunday. Tottenham are back on yeah, Sunday nuts. away to Brentford. And we're back in it again. And and you know, for a pre-season, for for I know I know most of the summer is quite a difficult thing uh, to 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 kind of wrap your brain around if you're a content creator or you want to or you want to bring people on to talk about Tottenham. There wasn't a lot going on, and suddenly there was a ton going on. And even I mean, right now, obviously today we've signed, we've announced two new signings. We're we're blatantly still in the market for more. We're still chatting about Harry Kane every time we think it's over. It seems like Bayern Munich are going to come back in and bid well below Daniel Levy's asking price again. Yep. And we're just going to go back to uh, back to the next bid. And, and and obviously, with that, which I'm sure we, we have to talk about, there's always that concern that you know it's not over until... Well, I was going to say it's not over until deadline day, but supposedly it's over if Kane plays away uh, at Brentford, so we'll we'll get on to Harry. Um, but how how are you how are you feeling with a week week to go? Like, wh- where's your head at right now? Just in terms of, um, are you hyped basically, or are you kind of diplomatically looking forward to the season? And you will see what happens before you commit to any kind of hefty emotional dollops of uh, belief. Yeah, no, I'm hyped. I'm I'm looking forward to just that's for my boy. I'm just looking forward to, to see Spurs playing football again. Um, I think it's a bit of a weird one, like because mm. I'm, I'm definitely one of these people who's like a bit of a snob towards things like the Conference League. But I think it is going to feel a bit weird for the first time in ages, only watching Spurs once a week, and it's just a, a high that you just, or a fix that you just need more than once a week, don't you? And you know, I feel like you just got to be treasuring it as much much as we possibly can this season. So, like every cup competition is going to be like we want to stay in it for as long as we can because it's the only time that we're going to be seeing us play football, except for like a Sunday or something like that. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it just because I think you can't not be when you know that we're going to be playing totally different football to what we have been doing for the last few years. The players that we've brought in, most of them, a lot of, I suppose, what is, is fair to say, unknown, like in terms of what's what's really going to happen from start to finish. But um, I think it, ultimately we've got a long-term project ahead of us here with Ange. And that's that's something that I think is exciting because we've, we've sorely needed it since 
Um, well, re- really, we needed it since Poch left, and we've kind of just been shirking that responsibility and kicking the can down the road, and we're here now. Yeah, it's it. it there's no doubt that um, regardless of history and regardless of the mistakes this club has made on on repeat mode, uh, you know, you you can. There's there's nothing stopping anyone from just looking ahead, looking forward. You know, embracing the change because it, mm. it we have changed our profile by appointing Postacoglu. He's a different type of manager to the last two we've had. I keep forgetting we had Nuno as well. Um, you know, and obviously the last eighteen months of Poch Tino. I shouldn't call him Poch anymore, right? Uh, the the manager whose name I just mentioned, but won't mention again. Um, you know, the last eighteen months of his tenure wasn't great. It was it was the it was a you know, we were degrading and we were, uh, you know, we went on this grand Euro- European Cup Champions League adventure. But it's been a long time since we have felt, um, we have felt like a team, uh, like a collective and had a philosophy on the pitch and had identity. Um, that's a long time. You know, you often wonder why we are such a broken fan base and why we don't have any patience and why we're so fed up. It's because because of the last four or five seasons have taken a lot out of us. So we just, you know, again, you know, the fundamentals, we just want to enjoy the football again. Um, how much did you enjoy the Shakhtar game? Did you watch it? I should have asked yeah, you that I did, first, I, really. I, I, I tried to watch as much of it as I could. I was actually out on a, um, random, I was just, out, I was actually out on like a boat trip out on like the uh, sort of okay. south end est- estuary um, on the Sunday. Which is a fun. bit Tory, but we'll let we'll, we'll let we'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't go on to about it too much. We'll let we'll let that we'll let that go. But um, but yeah, no. So I managed to sort of like see a few bits of it, and obviously watch like the highlights and stuff. And we we just looked like we completely you know bossed the game ultimately. Obviously, um, I was quite encouraging. I suppose that it was basically a sellout as well, wasn't it? It was about fifty nine thousand in there, and. You got to think like for a pre-season, that's fucking mental. Like we used to not sell out a thirty-six thousand seat stadium, um, like in the mm. old White Hart Lane back in the day when it when it might be Athletic Bilbao that you're playing or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that's just ultimately what when you get a new manager, when you get a manager coming like Andrew, as I've already said, he's going to be playing the polar opposite of what Conte had us playing. You're going to be excited, and you and you know that it's going to be hard to get tickets. So something like Shakhtar is going to be like. You know, just you want to get there and you want to see it in person. Um, mm. And you and and we, it's the only it's, it's mental to think that that's like the first time that we've 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 got to see like Ange in person for a lot of fans who went and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like it's just good performance, just exactly what you need before um, before the season starts. We're obviously playing tonight as well, but look, judging by the lineup, that is a complete B team. So anyone who's starting tonight might not necessarily or probably won't be starting against Brentford um, on Sunday, maybe one or two, but the vast majority would look like ones that we're looking to sell, move on or put on the bench. Yeah, the the, the team against Barcelona, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Barcelona's... um, Actually, Barcelona's lineup might actually be first team, to be fair. Uh, But whereas ours is, is, I don't know if it's shop window... Uh, but it's definitely a case of resting the the the, the players that, that are first yeah. team players. So that's fair enough. And look, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and start reading into the five one or the West Ham defeat 
or any other any any other result of of the the very few yeah, yeah. preseason friendlies we've had. They are, if anything, they they kind of showcase what we are expecting to see on the fighting cock earlier today. You know, uh, Big John Bass mentioned how you know a lot was made about Antonio Conte and automations, and and he often uh, John often says. I, I barely ever saw the automations. I just couldn't see them. I couldn't read them. Even mm. if there were people making videos about them and the rest of it, they were hard to see. Whereas under Ange, and especially in the Shakhtar game, and yes, it is a preseason friendly, that caveat remains, you can tell the type of football that we're going to play. You can tell the type of energy levels. You can you can tell from you know the manager's post-game um, comments that he wasn't happy about how we kind of dropped off after going one nil up yeah. and you know there's this kind of relentless energy that's required and all these little things that he's obviously looking at at a, a micro level and just saying look you know we have to perform to these particular standards and and the, the great thing is it's less about deliberate dis- overly disciplined positioning and 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 if I'm here, you have to be over here. And it's kind of this weird butterfly effect that, you know, if he doesn't do this in this part of the pitch, nothing happens on that part of the pitch. Whereas now it's, it's literally again, the fundamentals It's getting players to play in their best positions and play with expression and expansiveness and with attacking intent. Because, you know, you have to agree with me, no doubt that we have, we, you know, with a different with a different perspective we have the, the same players we had last season but they look different they look like different players because they're not going to be held back by so much of the uh so much of the tactical weirdness that Conte tried to instill in in the team um yeah. again don't want to over analyze a 5-1 win but it's quite um I don't know if irony is the right word actually but you know, Harry Kane notching. Was it four times? I've, I've actually four forgotten. goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah he goals. scored. He scored four four goals. Uh, I don't know whether he's wearing his new uh, Sketches trainers or uh, boots. I, I'm not sure about that. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it it kind of shows you a how bloody important this guy is. You know, and has been for a long time. But also, yeah. how many chances he will bury in this team, and and potentially once we get going. How many, uh, how many uh, opportunities other players will get to kind of smack the ball in the back of the net? I mean, what, what, what did you, what have you picked out this preseason generally about our style? Um, you know, what are you looking forward to the most? I think just that the the obvious things like one of the things I enjoyed most about, dare I say it, the Pochettino days was that whenever we lost the. Whenever you lose the ball, you just try and win it back as quick as you possibly can. It's and that's the sort of stuff that Barcelona were doing for years, right? And that's what a lot of other teams then tried to adapt. And you see it in a few, quite a few different teams now, like Liverpool, Arsenal, City. And I think that that's what you're going to see more from from us this season as well. Um, I just love that sort of urgency to want to have the football and not be happy with just sitting without it. Like you're relentless in trying to get it back. Um, but I do think. But I think if there's one thing, one pattern, obviously. We've 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 started, I think, to solve our defensive issues by bringing in um, a centre back today, which I suppose we'll come on to. But 
when you look at the other end of the pitch, we are creating a fuckload of chances. And I think we will scoring goals won't be a problem this season, with or without Kane. And I think it will be with Kane, which is great because he will score. I think I think he'll have the opportunity to score so many goals this season. Um, he could easily. He, I reckon he could break last season if he stays fit all the way through. Do you know what I mean? Like for the mm. Premier League, mm. um, I think he could be a genuine rival to. Um, if it if it clicks in the way we hope it does, and we manage, obviously you're you're talking about this all going well. Like I'm, I'm, I don't want to be, I'm, I might be sort of like being a bit overhyped here, but like genuinely, look at how many chances we could create and how many he could score. Like he could be rivaling anyone for the like golden boot. Yeah. Um, but apart from apart from that, it's just he's. I think he's going to stay nice and high this season. I don't think he's going to drop in as much as we've seen him do previously, and he doesn't need to when you've got someone like Madison putting in balls like he did for him. Um, in that game that he did for the what was it the first or second goal that we scored can't remember second goal I think like perfect ball we've la- literally like not had someone who's even capable of doing that since Ericsson left we've said it and, so many times and it's mad isn't it that we never directly replaced I mean not directly replaced him in terms of pound for pound quality but just just <laughs> putting put an attacking midfielder in in a position which we obviously lacked and obviously this comes down again maybe not so obviously comes down to the way that we set out to play in the in the last few seasons that we haven't needed that type of player you know and i guess the quality of kane and one or two others allowed us to be punishing up top when we did attack but perhaps not with as much fluidity because we still made a bit of a meal out of it on occasions and then sometimes we would slap teams like like Leicester at home and then there'd be occasions where we wouldn't take our chances um, and then for for all the possession in the world and for all the kind of containment, we would get countered, we would get hurt, you know, and it, obviously we all know what happened towards the end of last season. I got this thing about the, the defence, right? And I know people go on about 63 conceded, pretty sure 28 of them were towards the end of the season. Um yeah, when we couldn't be asked anymore, we would just. It just fall capitulated in the at the end of the yeah. season, though, didn't it? It's just like if if we were fully on it all the way through the season, you know that that that, that it wouldn't have been as much as high as that. And I don't think it will be near that this season. Like I know that we've looked a bit dodgy at the back, like in pre-season, but or by the same token, we've not looked fully sharp up front either, because that's just what pre-season is, isn't it? Like exactly. everyone's fully sharp when it comes to the Premier League, like first day and all that, like, all that stuff. I mean, we've 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 what created around a hundred chances in in three or four games, three games, whatever it is, something, something ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, and we we haven't buried teams, so you you kind of think, okay, again, quality of the opposition, pre-season, match fitness, but you can tell the type of football we're going to play. And yes, the Premier League is of a higher standard, but we have a higher standard of players the most teams in the Premier League. There's obviously four or five that will dispute that. And there's there's two or three that are that have become very good teams in the past, you know, eighteen months or so. It's competitive. But we have a competitive manager. We have players that look like they're enjoying themselves. You know, I mean we're banging on about the Barca game that's getting played in about uh, forty minutes. Basuma and Lacelso are out there. You know, they're two players. I mean, Basuma definitely someone who's going to be deeply involved uh, this season. And he, he's a, a a progressive midfielder when allowed to be so. You know, so you've got Madison in there who looks like he's absolutely loving it. Um, and he's, he's, he's a creative hub. You've got, obviously... The, the, 
I kind of get that we can stick with the narratives about the defense. The defense does need sorting out, and we've done a bit of work today to do that. In Van der Vanders officially signed, it's been announced. He's a pacey player. We're going to play the high line. Like, where are you? What are you thinking in terms of expectations? Because there's there's a quote that I'm not going to read out because it's quite a hefty quote. But um, um, Ange was talking about expectancies. And he was talking about, um, I, I guess, whether we had like a target or whether he sets, he sets himself a target. And he, he doesn't. And it's almost like this. It's, it's, it's about momentum that you're you're creating a mentality that creates that creates momentum that then builds into something that becomes tangible. So by the end of the season, if you win a cup, you've done that because you, the work that you've put in has produced the output so you're kind of heading towards something you know and he's 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 very honest you know the first season doesn't tend to be perfect because he's building towards something Um, and then the second season is when things start to gel and you know that's when we consolidate and we look to solidify and, and maybe do do more work to make sure that the the momentum is 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 there for a longer period of time um when you hear these type of comments yeah are you are you calibrating yourself to accept that we might we might concede some dodgy goals you know you know the high line might be a bit dangerous you know mm-hmm. we're going to need fine tuning you know what are your are you setting yourself an expectation are you setting the team an expectation are you or are you just going to sit back put your feet up light up a cigar metaphorical and and just enjoy as much as you can and just see where see where this entire thing takes us in terms of how you feel about Tottenham, how you enjoy Tottenham, and how yeah. good Postacoglu is in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the quotes, like you love hearing stuff like that because I think what he's great at is that, you know, firstly, you can actually understand what he's saying, which we've not really had for the last few years either. And, um, you know, he's it's, it's brilliant at being able to kind of like manage expectations whilst maintaining optimism. So... I, I listened to what or read what he said, and still feel as still feel confident that we can do good things and that we've got a good like future ahead of us with him and stuff like that. But at the same time, that he's just kind of saying it ain't going to all happen straight away. It's going to take a bit of time and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like I think the way he worded it was perfect, to be honest, because that's literally where I'm at. Is that I think we can do really good things, but I'm not expecting us to maybe achieve everything all in his first season. Um, like expectation wise for me, I've been quite consistent with just sort of saying top six or something like that is what I think is going to be realistic for us. Like, I just think that, you know, you can't not think Arsenal are going to be more, are going to be better. That I still, I, I don't, I'm not convinced that they'll start as well as they did last year. But by the same token, we can't see one that they, you can't look at what they've spent and not think that they're going to be closer to City. Do you know what I mean? Like they've spent more than anyone again this summer. Like at some point, that's got to come home to like. That's got to come to fruition, right? You would think. So that's going to be them. City are still going to be there. Chelsea are definitely going to be better, fucking annoyingly. Um, Liverpool are going to be around top five, top six, maybe top four. United might, they might be the one to go down a little bit, or they could just kind of hold where they are. I think they're a bit of an unknown quantity. Mm. But then I start worrying about the likes of Villa. Like I think Villa are going to be. Like pretty decent this season, and this isn't Emery's first season with him either. Like he's got 
a team that believes in what he wants. He's brought in some proper decent signings this summer as well, like some Tielemans, uh, Torres, and centre back from Villarreal, who he's already used before, so he knows him already. Like, they're, I think they're going to be a decent team this season as well. So, th- th- all of a sudden, like I've just said, like five, six, seven teams there, and well, that where does that leave us, right? So you've really people got to do well points. to break into that. But people taking points off each other. We do have experience. We are a seasoned Champions League uh, team, you know. Arguably, you know, we 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 know what it takes pressure-wise. Um, what we haven't been able to do is 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 just play the way that we need to be playing with the players that we do have. And I, and I think what we've done this summer is in, is improved the squad, even though we still have a lot of work to do with with. Um, Maybe selling one or two and and still bringing in one or two. I mean, wh- how are you feeling about Van der Ven and uh, Veliz? Ven- yeah, I before I, I talk about them, before oh. I talk about them, I would just slightly disagree with something you've said. Oof. Like Oof. around, like come on the, then, I'm, I'm just here, around mate. like the Let's go. just around the ex- just around like the experience piece. Like I would have in agreed with you like a couple. Of, so you've said like we've got experience of like being in the Champions League and playing in big games and stuff like that. I feel like we did couple years ago but right. where's that experience now so okay. of our champions league players i don't well, we haven't got yan or toby anymore hugo isn't going to be here we've got kane and son fair enough but ericsson isn't here anymore um dembele's not here wanyama's not here suzoko's not here like half of that team that we had that's the experience of those big nights a lot of it's gone mate so we've got good players still don't get me wrong but and, but, and I feel like they're experienced in different ways. Like, you've obviously got Kane, who's gone very far into, like, you, like into tournaments with England and stuff, and Romero's won a World Cup, for fuck's sake. But it is quite thin outside of that, like, on just the experience piece. Like, Van der Ven's not even played for the national team yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, is Doggy's, I don't think, broken into the Italy side yet. He might have. I think... But, but like, it's just stuff like that that makes me think, like, this is going to take a bit of time. And I do think that yes. we've almost gone back yeah. to the start of that experience piece again. Like we've got quite an inexperienced, all of a sudden we haven't really got that experience that we said that we had a few years ago in my mind. I, 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 what, how I would counter that is that I think some of the players that you mentioned have a very fearless energy about them. Now, yeah, obviously, that's, 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 that's obviously fair. They're, they're on guard, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's obviously not enough to carry you through. Like you, there needs to be more than that. But as we know, mentality, um, you know, the psychological element of of believing that you're good enough because you are good enough is is a big factor. And you've got players who are, I, I want to say, relatively confident in, in terms of, I wouldn't say arrogant, but just confident in how they play. Like Players like Romero, you know, players like Son, players like Kane, if he stays, probably will, probably won't, I don't know. Um, there's... there's I think that there is a backbone at Tottenham. I think what there hasn't been is is the, the glue, the synergy to to bind all these all these players together. Um, and I think much like Villa, much like one or two other teams have found um, have found a level of of confidence that's elevated them. You know, I, I, what I'm what I'm saying is that we we know how to do that and we know how to cope with it when it happens whereas I think clubs like Villa and Newcastle and one or two others at some point that kind of freshness that they've got is 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 going to start cracking because mm-hmm. the pressure's going to bleed through 
and and then perhaps the naivety or the or or the inexperience at that level will start to display. So yeah, I'm not saying we're perfectly formulated to go bouncing no, back into the Champions League. We definitely are not. We have to rediscover ourselves, and we have to, you know, we have to we have to find uh, what it means. And I know this sounds fluffy as as as, as a as a pillow full of feathers, and it probably is. But we have to find ourselves again. Spurs I don't. I, we, who have Tottenham been in the last four seasons? They've not been anything recognisable. And yeah, it's been true. I think that's that's so true though. What you say might sound a bit fluffy, but that is so true. We we do have to go on a bit of a journey again. All of a sudden, like, I think I think we could probably cover it a bit more in the Patreon bit with the stuff I want to talk about, but. Essentially, like, I, I, I don't, I don't think that we, I don't think we're the same club as we were a few years ago. Yeah, is essentially where I'm at. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, look, let, let, let's let's before we go to Kane and get that art out of the way. You were talking about this. You was asking me about the signing. Sorry. Yeah, so... no, 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 that's fine, mate. <laughs> what I was going to just say quickly before I let you take the mic is, uh, cool. I watched Van der Ven. I watched the interview of Van der Ven. Nice. Really, you know, he's an articulate guy. Um, a leader. I mean, he, he, to me, you know, when when I'm listening to him, when I'm when I'm obviously, I, you're not, you're not going to take much from the football comps and whatever else on YouTube, right? It's, mm. Until he plays in the Premier League, then you kind of know how long he's going to take to adjust to, to everything. But I see a leader in, in him, and that's what I mean by the right type of mentality. That you have players that are going to listen to their manager and they're going to perform to the standard their manager expects them. Uh, to mm. perform at. So I'm hyped for him. I would like another centre-back as well. I, I'm going to be greedy here. I think if we yeah, do agreed. more business, I think it's a real statement of intent and you let you let Postacoglu cook like he's on a beach at Christmas in Australia, you know, cooking this proper stereotype here. I'm sure they do that <laughs> on Christmas Day. So, But you want him to cook with as much ingredients as possible. And not have to hold back and say, "Well, we get the rest in delivered next year and the season after." So give him what yeah. he needs. But we've got these two young guys, Van der Ven, uh, the Argentinian star boy Veliz, uh, if that's how it's pronounced. That's what yeah, I'm going Veli. With. I think it is Veli. Oh, Veli. You see, we, we always over over pronounce, under pronounce. Uh, we actually we, we over pronounce we butcher names, fucking don't we? everything, don't we? Yeah, well, we I are do brilliant especially, at it, and I love it. So. Um, uh, Valise, uh, you see, I've butchered it again. And and Van der Ven, tell me how you feel about these two guys. Yeah, I see what you mean around the leadership stuff on Van der Ven. To be honest, because like although he's young and he's yet to play like within like the international setup for Holland and stuff like that, which isn't a shock. Like they've got fucking Van Dijk and De Ligt and all these players, right? Like it's not a shock. But at the same time, he. I think the fact that he speaks really good English is always like so helpful for anyone coming to England because they're just it's just naturally going to be like the universal language like throughout the team, right? Um, he's going to obviously understand the messages from the manager really well. Do you know what I mean? All those little things that make a big difference. I think he's going to be well set for that. But we need a voice in that back line. And although he might be quite junior in years, he doesn't. He, he comes across as quite a mature individual, right? So. Whereas Romero, to me, just looks is just like a big kid and who, who needs to be controlled like an attack dog. And I don't think that's Van de Ven. Don't get me wrong. I think that, by the sounds of it, Van de Ven's also like like very kind of like front foot as a centre back. So 
we're probably going to, that should be like a, quite a fun defence that we've got next season with two fucking barraging centre-backs trying to charge <laughs> out and attack people. But that is going to be fun to see at least at the same time. <laughs> quite amusing. Um, do you know what I mean? I think there'll you, be games where... Have you on. heard about the cat and dog uh, thing? With centre-backs? Yeah, so, yeah, so you've got like oh, obviously... Explain it to the, the listeners. Well, I'm going to explain it with having never explained it before. So let's see how this goes. That's why but I'm asking you, mate. Romero's going to be the dog in this scenario, right? Yeah. In well, in an ideal world, you'd have a dog and a cat. So Romero's the dog. He's the he goes out, he charges people, he closes people down, he wins the ball, and then you've got the cat who's pulling the strings, right? So they're kind of like, you know, watching what's going on, like marshalling things, and kind of like, you know, just sweeping up. Is that the kind? Is that sound about right? Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so we've got two fucking we've got two fucking Rottweilers by the sounds of it in our in, <laughs> in our defence. Like that's why I think we probably could do with another centre back. And apparently, like if it's going to be taps over or taps over, sorry, or something like that. Like from what I've heard, he's he's a bit more of that cool head. We could probably do with that. You almost want like I always say this. You almost want Dyer's brain to be in a much better footballer's body because I do think he re- he's got a good mind for football and stuff like that. It's just his body and I don't know reading of the game like. It's almost like he can't react as quick as his mind wants him to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it should be fun either way. And Veli, like, um, I don't really know to be honest. Like, I literally haven't seen him. I've not seen a single comp of him. Um, I've seen a little gonna, bit. I think the fact that Lacelso is going to be ideally staying round, and obviously Romero's here as well, so he's got a couple of RGs here with him to help him settle in. I do think that's going to be so important. I mean, he's mad. It looks like he speaks no English. Like, no, he well he doesn't. I mean, if you if you go by the interview, obviously subtitles, but he name checks uh, Lacelso, um, so it kind of gives me the impression that maybe we are holding on to. to well, him. I think so. I think and, so. I think and, we have to. You, you've got Hoybier going to be on his way out, and Bentoncourt isn't back yet. So you, I think you just have to, quite simply. But there's depth there. This is the thing. Like, don't you think perspective in football is this? It, 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 it's such a strange state of mind because it's the same players i mean i know i know one or two are on loan right geo being obviously one of them but you look at these players last season under conte whether they, they were at the club or not and you think we're a mess we need to so- we need to yeah. sell three or four players we need to buy a, a brand new team and now it's and it's not it's not a weakness. People might think, well, typical Spurs, you know, it doesn't it takes a couple of preseason wins to think you you're back and we're back and these players are not gonna underperform again. And it's like, well these players are not rubbish. what's been rubbish has has been literally everything else around them. You know, just the 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 board, the management, the decision making at a board level with, with appointments. Look, not to bang on about Conte again after this point. Um, it was an ambitious appointment at the time. Mm. But it was obviously the wrong one. And it was the only one we could make because of what came before. And it just did not work. It did not work from the first moment, even though I pretended otherwise that it would. You know, we didn't back him because he had an 18-month contract with no intention of signing a new one. You, you're signing players for him. That Are they really players for him? It, the entire thing was a mess. Whereas now, with the right appointment, whether you agree with Postacoglu's experience or not, in terms of what he's given us, it's exactly what this club needed. And 
you could have had the manager that I won't mention back. And he would have been as big of a risk as Postacoglu, even though he has Premier League pedigree. Um, you don't know how it's going to work when someone comes back to something so soon after, um, you know, how things ended last time out. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. football is about risks. Football is about uh, wearing your heart on your sleeve a little bit at least. And just often you just have to wait and see what happens because you cannot predict everything. Not everything is is this kind of clinical, scientific um, uh, con- potential conclusion on, on A, B and C. Sometimes it goes completely the opposite direction. Um, so you've got these new signings. We might have more. There's uh, Giftan Orban, another name butchered, no doubt. No, I think uh, you're right there. I think you're all right on that. Oh, one. okay, okay, I'll take it. Um, young guy, I think he's only had two seasons of football. Quite prolific. Um, would be one for the future. Where, where are you at with this actually? Because this is going to tie in with with Kane, okay? Um, so we can we can overlap here. But would you? Because we've got this Argentinian kid. Mm. Looks like he's going to stay with us. Um. So he might get minutes. I mean, that's what what it's looking at at the moment. If we bring in someone else as well as a striker, are you are you someone? I mean, do you think Angie's someone who wants these players with him, training, sitting on the bench, getting minutes here and there, learning off Harry Kane and others, um, or would you prefer that we hold back and, and spend a lot of money on an accomplished forward next summer potentially? Considering mm. we we also have Richarlison that cost sixty million quid, you know, that's a mental, you know, I know. So it's not like we haven't spent money a lot of it on the striker already. Sure. Um, where, where are you at with with, with, with this? Um, because I, I, I'm quite, I'm, I think I, I, I quite like the fact that Postecoglou wants to keep players in the squad, yeah. you know, even if they're quite young. I'm, you know, we we also have. Um, my brain is letting me down here. Um, Position? Uh, no, no, the kid that scored on on Saturday. I'm so showing my age. Scarlet. Um, Scarlet. Dane Scarlet. Jesus Christ, spooky. Come on, get with it. Need more veterans. Um, you know, we 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 have youngsters in the in in at Tottenham as well. So how how are you? Uh, what you? What's your opinion on 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 potentially buying another forward, maybe or? Or rotating or experimenting. I I, I don't really know on the Orban one, like because I reckon Phillies is going to stay because at the same because if he weren't, uh, the club would have announced it by now. Do you know what I mean? Like I think they would have just done like a straight away. Like normally, whenever we do these buys and loans straight back, they announce it as they buy them. Do you know what I mean? Like we've bought him, and it's not been done, so he's going to be part of the team. And it's a bit like we've almost not really needed another backup striker for, for the last few years because Kane stayed fit and they wouldn't get a single game when he's fit because he plays every single minute of every game, right? But I don't think it's a bad thing to have, like... Well, what's Feliz? Is he, like, 19 or something? Like he's Yeah, like, well, he's young, young, isn't he? He's young, so yeah. So I don't think it's a bad thing for him to stay around and get minutes if, like, you need an alternative option to Kane, like, say he's injured or say you just need to bring someone on if you're chasing a goal. Like, I think we're going to at least... You know, like if we're chasing a goal, like we wouldn't do that in the last few years. We bring on a fucking centre back and shove them, tell them to go up front or something stupid yeah, like that. Exactly. Whereas at least now we've got attackers that we can bring on, like if we need to. Um, 
it does kind of lend itself to the idea that Richarlison's going to be having to play more minutes wide rather than through the middle again. Because mm. I don't reckon this, I don't reckon this Veliz geezer plays wide. He looks like a centre forward. Like, he he is your traditional centre forward, basically. Yeah, like he looks like a big lump who plays yeah. up top. It, yeah. Whereas Richarlison, I know he don't like probably playing wide, but he can he can do it. Do you know what I mean? He's better. Yeah. He, he looks like he'd be more suited to it. And fuck it, if that's where he's going to have to fill it, fill in every so often, so be it. Um, but like. But yeah, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? Because if we get Orban as well, then that would almost lend itself to the idea that Kane's going, which I don't think is the case. I think he's staying. So then, I don't know. Do you just obviously got a bit of a stockpile, which you know isn't a bad thing, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I I think it's good, and I think it it it's telling you that you know, not that you need confirmation, but you know, Postecoglou signed a four year contract, and and, yeah. and four years is. Is... But that's a good point, though. I'm literally just going to... Oh. What you've just said there, that very second, is like, you forget about that, don't you? He signed a four-year deal. Like, he might only have Kane for a year. So if he's only got Kane for a year, he needs to know who he's going to have beyond that, right? And you don't want to get to next summer not knowing who our striker's going to be going into the 24-25 season. So, hope you never know. Villiers might come in and be an absolute fucking, like, rocket, right? Like, he might be amazing. Or... Maybe we buy Orban and loan him back and bring him back next summer. You just don't know what's going to happen. Right? I actually, that's a good shout. I've heard that. That's one of the things that they're reporting on that he might be signed and he might then stay out on loan. I don't I, know a single thing about him. I've literally heard his name this fine. week. That's fine. That's fine. But most of the players we've signed and the players I don't care we're about interested that, by in. The way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really I, care. Like, if anything, that's made me. That's part of what's making me optimistic because I don't know if they're shit and I don't know if they're good. So as long as, is, I don't know, as long as I don't know they're shit, that's fine. <laughs> this is this is, and yeah, and you're more likely to think that when when it's um, when it's someone that plays in the Premier League. You know, yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't rate Madison to be fair, but I don't know if that a lot of that was down to. Um, I, mean, I say. A lot of people. I mean, at some at some point, I'm sure I've slated Madison, and that's oh, yeah, probably I did. because I didn't like him. I yeah, just, because I hate he's a good guts. player. Because he's a good player. It's the same with Bruno Fernandes, who's an absolute prick. But if he signed for Tottenham instead of Man United, we would love him. But he'd be yeah. our prick, basically. Do you know, yeah, do you know what exactly. I'm saying? So it is exactly that. It's just fickle, is that, isn't it? Exactly. That's that's who we are. Look, not to go into a full rant because uh, let's wait until the season starts. Um, Part of the, the the football experience should be that there's that that you allow yourself the the you you allow yourself to be free rather than bogged down with things around how much money have we spent who are we signing why are they signing him and we're not signing players of the same quality and all these kind of comparisons there's there's so there's so much that's right about the criticism the board get and levy gets and I'm not disputing that and this li- little mini rant isn't about that it's more about what happens when we do spend now we spent a lot of money under conte and people were adamant at the time it's not enough we should have bought more we haven't backed conte the reality yeah. is conte didn't back tottenham in the at the end of it he just didn't yeah. do enough right and when, again I really want to stop talking about him. Um, but in terms of what we're doing this summer, if we continue, if we if we keep Harry Kane and we do sign one or two other players, it's been a bloody good window. If anything, because you still have to um, appreciate the fact that we have players in the squad that are 
you know, a Ronda Redemption arc, whether it's Gio Lo Celso, whether it's Basuma, whether it's Son, you know, Son has ha- had the operation, he's had his surgery, mm. he was playing with an injury last season, he was playing with bit his worried, back towards bit, goal. Bit worried about him, a little bit worried about really? him. Really? I, mm. I think... I think he's he's definitely going to lose something, Dan. I think that I think that's just. Age I appreciate that. And, and... I appreciate that completely. I just like. I, I think, that, but but at the same time, if he's then going to be our main starting player week in week out, that's part of I suppose why I'm a little bit worried about him. If I feel like that injury, fair enough. Last season, it was it, he was playing with a hernia all season, as he said, right? And that you just think, fucking hell, why did we not allow him, like, to go and get the surgery? Even though he he said himself, like I insisted on not having it because I didn't want to let the team down. But I compare that to like a boxer in the ring when they're in a fight and they need saving from themselves. Sometimes you know, like if you're if you're if you're taking a battering and you're literally carrying on, and you're doing yourself no good. You're doing yourself longer term damage. Why is like, I know, like I know. the equivalent of a trainer pulling a fighter out? Why have we not just told him to go and get that fucking surgery and? You just played Richarlison instead of him. That's what we could have done last season. We should have done that at the beginning of the season. And I know it's not ideal, but we ended up then completely fucking the geezer over. Do you know what I mean? And that's probably a year wasted for him because say like he didn't have that and he's almost just... Because sometimes players just get old a lot quicker. Like between one year to the next, they just seem much older and slower. They lose a yard of pace. What if that's happened to Sonny since last year and... He's just been yeah. fucked over by the fact that he's spent it injured, but yet he's still gone older at the same time. Do you see what I mean? He's thirty-one now, and I just if if, if he if he sort of I I just wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the first few games just looking exactly like he did last season, where he's a little bit hesitant, not beating his man, like getting himself in positions where he's not going to affect play, losing the ball too easily, like. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got that's why you got Solomon, right? You just an Ange will do that. I think if Sonny's not doing it, he'll just have to bring Solomon in or Richarlison, whoever he wants to. And you know, you've got to have but competition this is... for places for that reason. But yeah, yeah I just I... worry about Sonny just a little, little bit. And, and and I really hope I'm wrong. Obviously, like he could go and score a hat trick against Brentford um, at the weekend, and I'd look silly. Fine, no problem. But it's just a little bit of a worry. That's all. I mean, it's fair enough. I mean, the the. We still haven't spoken about Kane, so we're going to do it now. But, um, you know, regardless of what happens with Kane and Son, I mean, it's going to happen at some point. And I think this is, again, this is a part part of letting go of the past and moving forward. And, and yeah, I think keeping hold, and this is something I've said on, this is probably the third podcast now. I said it on the Fighting Cock. I said it on um, on the uh, Over oh, Spurs pod that I was on the other day. Um, that you know, keeping Kane is is like holding on to a cheat code, in, and I and I mean and I and I just mean that in terms of what we're facing this season because you got Postecoglou looking to, you know, he's looking to build, he's looking to understand, he's looking to understand players like Son. You know, can Son give him something more than than perhaps what Son gave us last season? You know, just. You know, long term, how are we going to shape up this? You know, we, we're going to have to go on without Kane probably after next summer if he stays this summer. So, mm. but having Kane, keeping hold of Kane, seems really imperative this, at this point for a multitude of reasons. Daniel Levy selling him at this point would, would feel ridiculous considering how Bayern Munich yeah, behaved. Bayern Munich are going to come back in for a bid just under 95 million. Like, 
Like, what are you going to incrementally bid eight million quid every other day until you you hit the just just pay what the club want if the club are willing to sell him. Obviously, things are spoken about behind the scenes. It does sound like like Kane has agreed that he would, in principle, like and want to join Bayern Munich, but he doesn't seem that bothered if he's then saying, if it hasn't been sorted uh, by Brentford, and I play against Brentford, I'm not going anywhere, which is fine, again, because... I mean, I don't Kane personally will... believe that, but as in, I don't believe that he's got terms agreed. Just like no, well, that, that, that for me, that's a simple. That's like a transfer rumor. Someone saying Spurs are definitely interested in that, but then it just turns out to be fucking dust. Like it's just worthless. Yeah. I don't see why that sort of rumor is any different to. Like, any I, I know what you're saying. We hear, and, and the I, thing I, is I don't. A... I don't see why he wants to go there. Some, someone tell me why he would want to go buy a Munich. I don't care like how big they are. As so a what European game's club. getting played then? What what is this game getting played? Because well, like, we well, were I talking think, about this you on see, Saturday. Do you see the Talksport? I don't know if you listened to Talksport at all today. Nah. They had they had a German journo on. I think it was today or yesterday. It was one or the other. But they had a German journo on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he basically literally said, "By like, he thinks that a lot of like the, the the public stuff that we're seeing in terms of like it's almost daily in terms of a new bid and and that's yeah. rejected a new bid." Like, well, it's not true. He doesn't think that negotiations will be like that per se, but he does think that like a, a little bit of it is going to be almost a, a, a PR work from Bayern's people and the media and stuff. Because they've got us, we're thinking about it from a Spurs perspective, but they're a proud club that want to look like they're hard negotiators in their own right and trying to force a deal through for their fans. Their fans want to see that they're trying to make something happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, they don't want to be seen to be someone who's giving up. Like the, I'm, I guarantee the narrative from Bayern's side by the end of this will be we offered absolutely everything we could offer and we were led down a path that when they never wanted to deal with us in the first place. They wasted our time is probably what the headline from them will be. Like I do not believe that he wants to go to Bayern Munich when he's 47 goals away from breaking the Premier League goal-scoring record. If he goes to Bayern Munich, he'll never break it. Even if he comes back, he'll never break it. Yeah, because he's out there for three years. You know, he signed two, a three-year contract. Two, 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 three, two, two three, three years. years. Like, it, it, and, and he, he fucks himself. He, he doesn't win it. And, and winning a Bundesliga is worth nothing to him in terms of his legacy. Absolutely well, this is nothing. this is ironically what Gary Neville was talking about on the overlap. Like, suddenly he's, you know, he's talking about why would Kane go there? He's, he's, he's talking about the Alan Shearer comparison. You know, what would Shearer want out mm. of the, the record and the, the, the Premier League title and Shearer when asked the question, obviously instantly said, oh, this is a while back, you know, with no doubt the, the, the record, you know, so suddenly, <laughs> suddenly you got these pundits of being pro Spurs in, in some way saying, why would he want to go there? Now, they're not really being pro Spurs because what they're no, saying is... they're being is, pro Premier League, aren't they? They're being pro Premier League, but they're being pro, he should be signing for Manchester City or Man United or Chelsea. Of course they are, yeah. It, that, and that, that's where he will go really in January. Wants, but I think that's really where he wants to go. I think he wants to go to Manchester United. That's what I. That's what I think in my heart of hearts that that's the club he wants to sign for. Like they've just signed a seventy-two million pound nineteen-year-old that's injured at this moment in time. Yeah. Um, like that is a, a gamb- That's a, just a massive gamble again, isn't it? Like you don't know he's going to score any. I think he got eight goals for Atlanta last year, so he's still young. He's not going to come here and tear up trees. He's not going to be an Erling Haaland. Do you know what I mean? 
So I've, they literally need Harry Kane, but some some seemingly aren't able to pay. They're either not able to pay or they just can't be asked to deal with Daniel Levy. So they'll just wait until he's free next summer anyway, which is probably and it's probably the latter. If we keep if we if we do if if Kane stays, which I think it's looking it's looking really likely that he will, because I think it will be another PR disaster for our esteemed chairman if he holds on to sorry, if he accepts a bid from, from Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're so close to the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? And Kane does look happy and comfortable and he's not mm-hmm. changed anything in terms of not that I'm reading things into Instagram again even though I just can't get Basuma dancing out of my head. Um, <laughs> but when you look at Kane, he just seems like he's getting on with the season, like model professional that he is. And, and you know, the power is with him next summer because he can go anywhere he wants. Do you think there's a, a part of Kane, maybe, that is thinking, you never know if if Spurs, as a collective, if we if we appear to be doing something... I might just fucking stay. I'll sign a new contract. Or do you think his his head is? It's time for a new adventure. I've given this club so many, so many, so many years, so many goals. The rest of it, you know. I know, I know. Levy's probably thinking he can get him to sign, you know. But like, do you do you think no matter what happens, he's gone next summer, um, and we're powerless. We're not going to get any money for, from it, and we're completely powerless. Are you going to be happy? You, you're not going to be happy. No one's going to be happy about mm. it. But is it is he worth the hundred million quid? Uh, you know, not being an option for us this summer to have him for yeah. just one more season. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's not my exactly. Okay. We're testing get it as you. Fans. I, I wanted to I mean? test like, you, Dan. <laughs> test, mate. But 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 that's it. Sure. In it, it's like I think sometimes as fans we get a bit too. And it's not our fault. I think it's just the way that we're almost programmed to or the way you have to be to talk about football these days. But we get too wrapped up in the inner workings and dealings and of transfers and contracts and players and why. what would you do in this situation? Like, We don't care, do we? We just want him here for as long as we can possibly have him. So if you give me the choice of having him, not having him, then yes, I want him to stay, obviously, forever. But um, And I don't care if he goes for free next summer. I won't even be that resentful for him if he plays for another Premier League club. I know that a lot of people will hate it. And I'm not saying I'll like it. I'll fucking hate it. I'll be devastated if he goes somewhere and starts scoring goals against us in Premier League games. But it's just fucking life, man. Like, Berbatov yeah. went and fucking scored goals against us. Like, it is it's, it's just what happens. You know what I mean, these players go away and they come back. Like, it's, it's just the fact that he is... He's just Spurs, isn't he? He's synonymous yeah. with Spurs because he's exactly. been with us for so long. Exactly. Well, look, we're going to end the normal pod here. Um, so thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to continue on Patreon. So we've got a bit more content for you. We're going to kind of preview the Brentford uh, game. There's a couple of other little uh, uh, weekly features that we do. Um, and a couple of moans, you know, because I always like to moan. Uh, I want to moan about something specifically. I've got a question for you, Dan, so prep yourself for that. Uh, if you want to listen to the Patreon you have to become a Patreon. So uh, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash spooking purgatory and check that out, sign up, and you can get to listen to the rest of this podcast. So um, catch you after the Brentford game, I guess, up the Spurs. <laughs>